So we're going back to what it said in the Mishnah, which is the halachas of a person that's davening Shmai Nasra. In the middle of Shmai Nasra, you're not allowed to make any interruption, including the Mishnah said, if you have a snake that's wrapped around your heel, you shouldn't make an interruption. So the Mishnah will explain this. The Gemara will explain this. You have a snake wrapped around your heel. Lo yafsik, you shouldn't interrupt Shmai Nasra. Amar Rav Sheishis, Rav Sheishis said, The Mishnah is saying this only regarding a snake, because it's not life-threatening. Aval <laughs> Akra, but it's if, it's if it's a scorpion and it is life-threatening, so then Paisik. Of course, you may interrupt the Shmai Nasra, so obviously if it's a case where it's clear that the snake is venomous and it's going to could kill you, so then it's life-threatening, so even with the snake you're allowed to be uh, mafsik. Amar Rav Sheishis, just read that. The question is from a Bryson. It says the following thing. If you saw an individual that fell into a lion's den, and then you didn't see what happened to him. You didn't see the result. But all you saw is that he fell into a lion's den and you never saw him coming out. You cannot testify that he died because possibly he was able to save himself. Maybe the lions did not touch him. How about Nafal Khafira Malaya Nakhashim Vakrabn? If he fell into a pit that was filled with Nakhashim and Akrabn, and Rashi clarifies the shot of this is, he fell into either a pit filled of snakes or a pit filled with scorpions. Mi'idin all of Shemais, you can say testimony that he died, and of course the relevance of this is to allow his wife to remarry. So what do we see over here? Whether he fell into a a, a, a pit of snakes or a pit of scorpions. Either one is dangerous and he can remarry. So why are we saying that there's a difference between a snake and a scorpion regarding interrupting Shmai Nasra? And for the Gemara, Shani Hossam, that case is different. The Agav Itzitza Maski. If you fall into their place and you smash them and you, you uh, instigate them, so then they're going to harm you. But in a case where a person's standing and a snake sees a person and he's just playing around and he's even coming to the person's heels, it's not a source of danger. There's a beautiful sikha of the Rebbe on this piece of Gemara here, where the Rebbe explains what's, what's going on with Ruchnius. A person that's davening is trying to connect to Hashem, so there could be two things that the Yetzirah comes and interrupts them with. One is the Yetzirah comes as a snake. The difference between the venom of a snake and of a scorpion is that a snake comes with uh, heat, a, a hot venom. A scorpion is kalt, cold venom. And the difference the Rebbe says is a person in the middle of davening Yetzirah could attack him with his tivus and his, the, 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 the heat of Elam Hazah. That, the Gemara says, you don't have to interrupt your davening. You're, you're warm and you're davening, and Yetzirah wants to use out that warmth and take you into the other place. You just have to redirect it and continue davening. What happens if a person is connecting to Hashem, and he's serving Hashem, and then he's all of a sudden attacked by a kaltkite, a kritus, the venom of a um, scorpion. That, the Rebbe says, here you're going to have to stop and and start all over again to try to be ma'ayri yourself to connect to the Ebishter. Kaltkite is the worst thing. If you saw a, a group of, 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 of uh, oxen that are coming to, to pro, approaching you, Paisik, you have to stop and immediately run away. The Tan Rabbi Yishiyah said, Marchikin Mishar Tam, one should stay, keep a distance from a Shar Tam, that's a Shar that never gored or killed anybody. Chamishim Amo, 
50 yam, stay away. Um, muad, and if it's a shara that has gored three times, and is a muad, as far as your eyes can see. was said in the name of Rab Meir, if you see the head of an ox in a basket of food, run up to the roof, and throw away the ladder that you climbed up to the roof from below you. In other words, get, get, get to a safe place. Rashi says it doesn't mean literally, it's just an expression that you have to get to a place of safety. Omar Shmuel said, Hani Mili, when was the statement of Rav Meir said, if it's a black ox, which I guess is more wild, and in the days of Nisan, which is that time of the year, Rashi says, where it's more wild, it's... it's uh, it's, it's, it's looking for food more and it's, it's more wild. The satan is dancing between his eyes. Again, an expression that it's a time of time period where the, the ox is very wild and therefore you should keep a distance from him. There was a story in one place, there was an aroid, which Rashi says is some kind of a combination of a snake and a tzav, which I believe is a frog or a turtle, some kind of a, a turtle, huh? it's some kind of a strange... Creature. And he was harming people. They came and told Rabchanina ben Daisa about this. So he said to them, Show me where his hole is. They showed him the place where he lives in his pit, in his, in his hole, in the ground. So Rabchanina ben Daisa came right over, placed his heel on top of the hole of this Araid. And Yatsa v'Nashchai, the Aroid came out and bit Rabchanina ben Daisa. Umeis, I say Aroid. As soon as he bit Rabchanina ben Daisa, the Aroid died. What happened? Not Layal Ksefai. So Rabchanina ben Daisa took this Aroid and put him on his shoulders. And he brought him into the Besamedrish. Omar Laham, and he said to the people in the Besamedrish, Ru Bonai, see my children. Ain't Aroid Mamis. And Aroid cannot kill a human being. It's the sin that kills you. Mm-hmm. At that time, the expression was said, For the person that he has encountered an Aroid, his life is in danger. But for the Aroid that encounters a Pchanina Ben Daisa. We mention Gvurais Kishamim, which of course is Mashav Ruach Amayr Dageshem, in the Bracha of Tchias Amesim. Vishayla Bebirchas Hashanim. And then we request for the rain when we say the same Talamotar in the Bracha of Birchas Hashanim in the Bracha of Barachalena. Where in Shemayin Esau do we mention this? So there are three opinions here. We had this before in the Gemara. Mm-hmm. But the first opinion is like our custom, like the halacha that we mention it in in the first of the weekday brachas of Shemayin Esra. You say it as a fourth bracha for itself. After you say the first three brachas of Shemayin Esra, you say a separate bracha for Havdalah. You say the Havdalah in Maidim and You insert it in Maidim. These are the three opinions which the Gemara will soon explain. But the Gemara starts off with the first statement of the Mishnah that you say, Mashavaruach Hamayrid Agashem in the Brach of Tchiyas Amesim. Maskid in Gvuris Kishamim, you mention Gvuris Kishamim in the Brach of Tchiyas Amesim. What's the reason? Why is it said specifically in the bracha where we're talking about the fact that the Abisha will be Machayim Mesim when Mashiach comes? What's the connection? 
Amar Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef says, Mitoch Sheshkulok Etchiyas HaMesim. Because the Ebishter giving us rain is equivalent to Tchiyas HaMesim. The rain is such a powerful thing, it's such a needed thing, it's equivalent to Tchiyas HaMesim. L'fichach kavua b'tchiyas HaMesim, therefore it was established there. Next, what did, the, what did it say in the Mishnah? V'shailo b'birches HaShanim. We ask Hashem for benching uh, the year with rain. So the first time is mentioning the fact that Ebishter gives rain. But then there's the Shaila, where we ask for rain. That we say in Baruch Aleinu. My time, what's the reason? Amrav Yasef, it fits right in. Baruch Aleinu is the bracha that we ask Hashem for Parnasa. Sorry, again, the rain that is. Rain is Parnasa, that a person should have the rain so things should grow in his field and he should have food. So So therefore it was established in the bracha where we ask Hashem to bench our year that we should have what we need for Parnasa. Why was it placed in the brach of Chaynan Adas? My time, Om Rav Yosef, Sir Rav Yosef says, Mitoich Shehi Chachma, since Avdala, it takes wisdom, Rashi explains, that in order for to have the ability to separate between what's holy and what's mundane, or what's tame and what's tire, that takes a Chachma to distinguish. So since it's a Chachma, Kavua Bebirchas Chachma. So therefore it's placed in the Brachah where we ask Hashem for wisdom. Rabbanan Amri, Rabbanan give a different reason. Mitaych Shehi Chayil, since this is the Brachah that we were, were talking about, the separation of Kaidish to Chayil, to weekday, Lefichach Kavua Bebirchas Chayil. So therefore it was established in the first Brachah of Chayin Adas, which is the first, first of the Brachas of Chayil following the first three brachas, which we say on Shabbos as well. Amar Avami, Naravami says regarding this bracha of Chayin and Adas, Deya shenitna betchilas bracha shal Deya, a person having Deya, knowledge, or even deeper than knowledge, in Chassidus it says, Deya means really to, to connect to what you understand, is very, very important, so much so that it's the very first of all the brachas that we say every weekday. Ravami, Ravami also said, Deya, a person having the right das is very important, very powerful. That we see in a Pasik that it's between two names of Hashem. Shenema, as the Pasik says, Kikel Deyois Hashem. So it says Deyois, and it says before Kale, and afterwards it says Hashem. One that does not have any Deya, you should not have any mercy on him. Shanamar, as the Pasik says, Kiloi Am this is a nation that has no understanding. Al and therefore Hashem has no mercy upon him. Of course, this is referring to a person that has Das and he's not using it. A person that acts foolishly, he has to come to his senses. To have misplaced mercy for a person that's that's not using his Das that he has, you have to wake him up to use his Das, not have mercy on him. And but there's a famous vart of the Rebbe Marash. I'm not sure if it says Mamish about this case or something similar to this. Vasvara Rachmanis says that on such a person that you're not even supposed to have Rachmanis on him. It's Ershta Rachmanis. Okay. Well, let me just add one more thing over here. When you get to what it says, the greatness of Deya, I believe the Alter Rebbe says in Lokotetayre, when you daven for Deya in the first bracha, and the Gemara here is saying about the greatness of Das, that it's between two names, we're not I'm talking about a person's Das in any worldly matters, we're talking about the real Das, that a person should have the true awareness of life, which is to, to the connection to Hashem, to realize what's going on in the world around them, and what's the real thing. That's the Das we're talking about here, that's so important, that comes the first before anything else we ask for. 
Sagt die Gemara weiter, Amr Abelazar, Gott und Miktosh, sorry, that is. The Besa Miktosh is so great, that also Shanasam ben Beza Isis. That's placed between two names of Hashem. Shanamar, as the Pasik says in this week's parasha, the Shire, could even be today's Chomish, Pa'alta Hashem, Miktosh Hashem. Hashem is done, and it says again the name Hashem, so the word Miktosh is between two names Hashem. Said, a person that has das, as if he's built a base of in his days. Why? Because we see in the Pasik that Deya comes between two names of Hashem, and Mikdash And the base of is, is written in the Pasik between two names of Hashem. Right? So this proves the point I said just before. If you're going to say that Deya just refers to the person's knowledge, which you can use for business or for anything else in the world, why would having Deya be so powerful that it would be like he's built the base of Elamai, we're talking over here about Deya, when a person has that understanding and that revelation of godliness in his mind, so he's built a shechina, a mikdash that is within himself, a shechanti b'saycham. So therefore it's equivalent to building the base of mikdash. Mask of Lord of Karchino, Lord of Karchino asked, based on what we said here, Elamayata, if so, there's another postic that has a word between two names of Hashem. Gidoila Nikama, should we say that revenge is also so great, Shinitno Benshteyasis, that in the Pasik it comes between two letters, two names of Hashem that is, Shanamar, Kael Nikama is Hashem, and right afterwards it says um, Kale, huh? Kale. Yeah, it says again, So also, right over here actually, before the continuation of the Pasuk, which the Gemara will bring, but it says Kale, and then it says Nekomais, and then it says Hashem. So Nekomais comes between two names. So the answer was said to him, In, yes, the in its place where revenge is necessary against one that has to be eradicated, as Rashi says here, so when it's necessary, then revenge is a very great thing as well. The high in the Dharma and this is what Ullah says here. Shtei nekomis alol. In this Pasik, it says nekomis twice. Keil nekomis Hashem, and then it says keil nekomis sefia. Why does it say twice revenge? Achas letoiva. One is for the positive, v'achas lero, and one is for the negative. Letoiva, the first time when it says, keil nekomis, it's for the positive. The Ebishta appeared on Har Sinai. And then for the negative, So there's also at Har Sinai came out also something negative. And what it means negative over here is Rashi explains something very interesting. That the Gemara Baba Kama says that the revenge, the positive revenge that comes out from Har Sinai is in the halachas of Dine Mominus that when an ox of a Jew gores an ox of a guy, you potter. So the sort, sort of a certain uh, element of revenge here, that the Ebesheh gave us the Teira, and then exempt your ox that gored the, an ox of a guy. That's, that's the, the positive. Millennium and then persecution, but you don't have to pay for the guy. Yeah. Okay. And then there's the, <laughs> then there's the negative that Ebesheh says, sorry, Rashi says, that the Ebesheh gave us Teira, and... The Abishta said that if you don't accept the Taita, so then the Abishta will forsake you. There's a certain a sense of revenge, a certain element of revenge there as well. That's the Pshat that Rashi says there. Now the Gemara returns to Havdallah. The next whole Chalik of the Gemara will basically all be about Havdallah. 
So we had the argument of the Mishnah, where do we put Havdalah and Shmainesra on Matzah Shabbos? So Rabbi Kiva said, actually, it's a bracha for itself. Let's see. They were masakin for Yidin, brachas, tefillas, kedushas, havdalas. They're saying, kedushas uh, 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 refers to making kiddush, and the havdalas that we say. So Let's see how they made it takana. Why are they arguing about this? So the Bach here points us back to a thesis we had earlier. The Gemara doesn't always ask this question. There are many times that Chazal argue about takanas that were made. But since this is something that's done on a weekly basis, so this is something that they should have known. When did this get forgotten? At what point did, there, did the argument begin regarding where it was in Shemayin Esra? Amalei... <coughs> So Rabbi Yechanan answered, Betchila kavua betchila. In the beginning, it was the Chazal were masakin it to be in davening in But then Hashiru, when Yidin became richer and they had the ability, kavua alakais. They said that you should not say it in davening, but rather say it with a kais of wine. Hanu, but then the Yidin became poor again. Chazru v'kavua betchila. So then they went back and said that it's enough if you say it in the Shemayin so Rashi says, so while there was a long period of time then they, when they stopped saying it in Shemayin Esra, they, had, they said it only Avdallah on wine. And it's at that point when it got forgotten where in Shemayin Esra it was. And then what they finally said was, one that says Avdallah in Shemayin Esra, you should make Avdallah on wine as well, which is of course what we do today, that we say Avdallah in Shemayin Esra and also on the wine. And regarding Avdala, in the beginning it was established to say the Shmei Hashiro, they became rich and they could afford wine, established to say it on the wine. Chazru Vehenu, they became poor again, Kavua Betfila, they placed it back into the davening. And then, Veheim Omru, Hamavdu Betfila, Tzarech Shiavdu Lalakais. You say Avdala in davening, and you should also repeat it again on wine. Itmanami, a third source for the same thing, Rabbi Rav Yosef Damri Tarvayu, Hamavdu Betfila, one that already, already said Havdala in davening, Tzarech Shiavdu Lalakais. Chachamam were misakin that he should say Avdala again on a cup of wine. Omar Rav said, Umay Svinon, Ashmaitin. And we asked a question on this halacha that we just said. What was the question? So here's a b'raisa. Tov One that forgets to say Mashav Ruach Amir Dageshem B'tchiyas HaMesim. Shaila B'Birchas Hashanah. Or he forgot to say V'sein Talamotar in the B'Birchas Hashanah. Machzir Enoisoy. You have to daven again. Havdala B'chayinan Adas. But if you forgot to say Havdala B'chayinan Adas, Ei Machzir Enoisoy. He doesn't have to repeat it again. The terminology used here in this b'raith is because you could say it on a cup of wine. So what do you see here? It says you could say it on a cup of wine. It doesn't sound like he has to, that you must do both. So the Gemara answers, So now we have to change this. Don't read it that he could say it on a cup of wine. Rather read it, Since you are going to say it on a cup of wine, so therefore if you forget, you don't have to damage Manasra again, which is of course what Allah is. Rabbi Yaisi asked this question of Rabbi Yechenen in Sidon. Others say, Rabbi Shem ibn Yaakov de Mensur is Rabbi Yechenen. He asked Rabbi Yechenen. And I heard this. 
one that said Havdala in, in davening. Tzarech Should he say Havdala again on wine, on a cup of wine, a lawyer not. Vamalein responded to him, Tzarech Yes, you do make Havdala again on a cup of wine. The question was asked, How about if a person did it in the wrong order? He first made Avdol on a cup of wine, and then, now he didn't have in Maidav yet. Will he be obligated to mention to say Avdol in Davening after he already made Avdol on the Kais? responded and said, Yes, it's a Kalvachaymer from Davening. If when you already mentioned Havdalah in Davening, which as we said before, that was the original Takana, to be said in Davening. Nevertheless, Omri, Chazal, even after you said it in Davening, repeat it on a cup of wine. If you made Havdalah first on a cup of wine, that, that was not the main Takana. Like Kalshike, for sure, if you're davening might have afterwards, you should go back and you should you should mention Havdallah again in davening. And this maybe, is the halacha. Maybe you should go back. Ah, you should? Maybe you should go back. No, it's not about going back. He already made Havdallah al-Kais, and now he's coming to daven, and he has to say Havdallah in davening. It's not, it's not about machzirin, no. Tani Ravache Aricho. Ravacha Aricho said, apparently this Ravacha was tall. One that makes Avdallah, so he said it in a different way. He has a different opinion, as we'll see. One that said Avdallah in Davening, he's more praiseworthy than one that makes Avdallah on a cup of wine. And if and if he made and said Avdallah both in Davening and on a cup of wine, all the brachas should fall on, should come upon your head. <coughs> right, this is <coughs> this is the, the the expression in Yiddish. Okay, if you do both, so then you should have all the brachas. This statement over here quoted the way it said it does not sound right. He seems to be contradicting himself. Amrit, on one end you say, that one that makes Avdala in Shmei Nesra is more praiseworthy than someone that makes Avdala on a cup of wine. So Alma, what do you see from this part of the statement? sagi, Making Avdala on a kais alone, that's good enough. You were Yaitse, in Tfila alone, in, in, in Davening, that's good enough. You did the Takana of Chazal. You have a choice to do it either here or there, and if you do it in Shmei Nesra, that's, that's even better. But but then he says, that if you said Avdallah in Shmei Nesra and on the Kais, there should be brachas on your head. But the question is, if according to his opinion, one is enough, if he was Yaitza Havdallah with saying it in Shmei Nesra, one of them, one of the places, Iftar, so he's already Potter. How could he repeat Avdallah again on a kais? Repeating it again on a kais would be an unnecessary bracha. That both said, Anyone that makes a bracha that's unnecessary, you're either on a lava of lesisa of mentioning Hashem's name in vain. 
I once mentioned about this. It's not not, necess- not necessarily does this mean kikshuta the yoiva alav. When someone says the Abish's name in vain, stamazai yoiva alav alaisisa. When someone says Hashem's name in a bracha that was unnecessary to say, lav dafki zayva alav. It's machlekes rishayim. There's a tshuva from the tzemach tzedek about this. But either way, definitely you're not allowed to say an unnecessary bracha. So if according to this Rab Acha Aricha saying it once, you're yaitze. So what would be? Why would it be praiseworthy? Sorry, not only praiseworthy, why would you get brachas if you said it again? Mm-hmm. So the Gemara says, we must change the statement. Ella, rather, a mahachi. We must say, this is what he said. If he made Avdallah only in one of them, and he did not make Avdallah again, he should have brachas on his head because he only said it once, and he was there, and he doesn't have to say it again. So this is, of course, not the opinion that we pass like, but this is what he holds. If a person made a mistake both in Shmai Nesra and by Avdallah. So the Pshat that, that uh, some Rishayim say, which seems from Rashi, the Pshat over here is, he davened Shmai Nesra and forgot to say Avdallah, forgot to say Atachay Natanu. And when it came to Avdallah, he said everything. He said that the beginning of, Shmai, of, of Avdallah maybe, which was only a minig, or he said the bracha on the Bissamim, the bracha on the... On the on the fire, but the actual Amavdum and Kaidish Lachayli forgot. So what do you do? Mahu. Amalei, Tabzu, if you made a mistake by both of them, Chayzel You have to go back to the beginning, you have to say it again. Okay. So that's the Shaila. It's not clear what the Pshara and the Gemara is. So in the simple Pshara of the Gemara, it's Mashma, you have to do Shemaynesu over again, and you have to do Avdala over again. But we already passed in the din that regarding Shmai if you forgot, you don't have to do it over again. You can rely on one of them. So then Pshat of Bereish would only be one of them. Amalei Ravina Ravina said to the final halacha is, my, what's the halacha? Amalei Ki Kiddush. It's just like Kiddush. Ma Kiddush, just like with Kiddush, Afogav de Mekadosh Betzloisa, although we already mentioned the holiness of Shabbos in davening by Mairev, by Kabbalah Shabbos, Mekadosh HaKosa, you say again Kiddush on a, on a cup of wine and, and when you get home. Avdallah, the same with Avdallah. Nami, Afagav the Madol, but although you said Atochainotonu and Davening, Mavdola Kosa, you say again Avdallah on a cup of wine. We can go back now to the next opinion in the Mishnah. Rabbi says, Where is Avdallah said? Not an Atochainen, but it said in the Brach of Maidan. So the Gemara shares a story. Rav Zeira Havarach of Chamra. Rav Zayda was riding on a donkey. Have a kashakal v'ozla rabchiyeh bar oven basrei. Rabchiyeh bar oven bar oven went and followed behind him. Omalei and he caught up with Rav Zayda and he asked him, "Vadai the amrisu mishmeid Rav Yechinen? Is this true of what what was said in the name of Rav Yechinen that halacha kerabliyazer that we will paskin like Rabbiyazer be yomtiv shachalias achar Shabbos? If Matzah Shabbos is yomtiv, so then we're not davening in the Shmei Nesra atochainen." So you can't say the Avdallah in the bracha of Atochainen. So is it true that in that case, you'll say the Avdallah in Maidan? Amalei, so Rav answered, in, yes. So now the Gemara analyzes this. Halacha, from the fact that he had to clarify to him that this is the Halacha in that case, the Matashabas is Yomtev, that you say it in Avdallah, in uh, Maidan, Miklal the Pligi? Does that prove that someone would argue on this? So who, who argues on this? There, there is no bracha of Atochainen. Where else would you say it? So the Gemara asks, is there, is there not an argument about this? Rabbanan argued about this. And they did not say that you say it like Rabbi Yezer in the bracha of Maidim. 
So the Gemara says, no, Rabbanon don't argue in this case. When did Rabbanon argue? In any day of the year. When you say Atachainen, so then you could say it there. But Beyontif, Shachaliyas, Achara Shabbos, Baranayontif, that's right immediately following Shabbos, Mi Pligi. Would they argue? There is no Atachainen. So then Rabbanon would agree that you say Avdala in, uh, in Maidim. The Gemara presses on further. But Rabbi Kiva argues because Rabbi Kiva says you say it as a bracha for itself. So according to Rabbi Kiva, even on Matzah Shabbos that's Yom Tiv, you could say it as a bracha for itself. So the Gemara says, no, Rabbi Kiva is not an opinion that he was coming to clarify that we don't follow. Because, Do we ever follow a whole year the opinion of Rabbi Kiva? That now I would think that I would establish and follow Rabbi Kiva's opinion? We never follow the opinion of Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Zayda certainly wasn't coming to exclude Rabbi Kiva's opinion. So now the Gemara addresses this itself here. My time alive, we had this already before in the Gemara. Why do we not follow Rabbi Kiva's opinion? Usually, we pass the letter Rabbi Kiva. Here, though, there's a reason why we don't follow it. Because the Tamni Sari Tikkun Chachamim were Masakin to say 18 brachas in Shemayn Esra, Teish Sari Loi Tikkun. They weren't Masakin to say 19. So that's on a Matzah Shabbos. That's on a weekday where there are 18 brachas. Hachanami here as well, when Matzah Shabbos goes into Yom Tiv, where there are seven brachas that we say, Shev Tikkun, seven brachas they were Mesakin, with Tmani Loi Tikkun, they were not Mesakin to say an eighth bracha. Okay, so therefore we're back to our question, why did, did Rab come and say the halacha is like Rabbi Yazar? Which opinion is he coming to exclude? So the Gemara answers, Amalei, Lav halacha itmer. The statement was not said as a halacha. He never said halacha. Elo motin itmer. Rather, what he said is, it leans towards it. In this case, it leans towards Rabbi Eliezer's opinion that we should follow what Rabbi Eliezer said. That's what was said. The itmer, Rabbi Yitzchak bar Avdi, mi omar mishum Rabbeinu, halacha. We paskin like Rabbi Eliezer in this case. V'omri Allah and others said, motin. Motin means only it leans towards his opinion. Rabbi Yechanan Omar, Rabbi Yechanan said a, a, a third version, Maidim, that in such a case the Rabbanan would admit to Rabbi Yezer that it said in the bracha of Maidim and not in the bracha of Atachayinim. Rabbi Yechanan Omar, said a, another version, Nirin, that it would appear that his halacha is right. right. So Rashi here explains that all of these different expressions mean something different. Halacha means that it's a halacha that you could say publicly to everybody but Abim. Matin means that you only tell it to a person, to, to a yochid. Um, you don't say it, but you not you don't say this, but Abim. okay. And um, and Nidin Rashi says that it's only if one does this way, then we say it's fine. But Lachatchila, we don't pass this way. So these different uh, terminologies mean different things. said You should take the version that Abchia Bar Abba said. The Dayik v'Gomer Shmaita. This Rabbiya Bar Abba is very medayik, and he he says over things the, that he heard mi pumed the from the source of the master that he heard it from. He's very precise in how he repeats it, and he's compared to another individual that was also very precise in giving over halachas. Kerachpe the Pumpedisa, like the Amayre Rachpe in the city Pumpedisa. And the Gemara here quotes a statement of Rachbe, the Omar Rachbe, Omar of Yehuda. Rachbe said in the name of Yehuda, and this is regarding a totally different thing, but it's he chose the exact words that he heard it from his teacher. Harabayis, the way the Harabayis was built, stov kafel hoya, there was a double row 
of stov, which are benches. stov It was a stov and one row of stov and another row of stov. So Rashi explains that this word stov is unusual. Usually the term uses itztaba for benches, but he repeated it exactly the way he heard it from his teacher and he used the term stov. So he was very precise in his wording and so to Rabchiyah Barabah. Om Rav Yosef, but now, huh? I can't hear. One second, I'm going to conclude, and I'll, I'll hear afterwards what you're saying. Om Rav Yosef. Now the Gemara concludes with the actual halacha, the way we do it today, which is from Rav Yosef, which is different. I don't know any of these versions that were mentioned, whether you say all these versions that were mentioned before that you say it in Maidim, I don't know of any of that. What I heard from both Rav and Shmuel, this is what I know. They were in the Nusach that we say today, and we don't say it in Maidim, but we say it earlier on. So this, this beautiful Nusach that they were masakin to say in Babel, and this is the Nusach that we say today. And then we carry on into Vatitin Lanu, which is the continuation of the Nusach of Yontif. So where do we say it? In the, in, the, in the middle bracha of the Yom Tev bracha, that middle bracha, not by Maidim. And that's the final Allah Lamaisa, which was heard from Rav and Shmuel. Dr. Mishnah. I'm going to have to continue, Rabbi Tarbi. I'm going to have to continue. I'll hear afterwards. Ha'aymer al Khan a person that comes and says regarding a nest of birds, right? So, of course, there's the mitzvah of Shiluah HaKeim, that he has to send away the mother bird, and then you can take the babies for yourself or the eggs for yourself. So, this mitzvah of Shiluah HaKeim, if someone says, that Hashem's mercy should reach us, right? Um, so, in other words, he's saying that the whole entire mitzvah is all for the purpose of Hashem's mercy, to show Hashem's mercy, that you shouldn't take the bird of the mother's presence, send away the mother, and then you can take the birds. And a person that says, for good, Hashem's name is mentioned, we thank Hashem for good. <clears throat> and also, a person that says, when he says the bracha of maidim, he repeats the word maidim twice, these three things, we quiet him down. We don't allow him to say these three things. So the Gemara will explain each one of them. The Gemara starts with the end of the Mishnah. It's well understood a person that says twice. We don't allow him to continue. It appears that this person has two gods that he's thanking. God forbid. And a person that says in the Nusach of the Brach of Maidim that he thanks Hashem for the good that Hashem gave him. So now we can understand as well why that's not, an, that's not appropriate. Because it's, it appears that he thanks Hashem only for the good and not for the negative. And we learned in the Mishnah, it's also in Brachas, that a person has to thank Hashem for the negative just as he thanks Hashem for the positive. Hmm. But, 
Al-Khan Tzipur, when a person is doing the mitzvah of Shiloh HaKan, and he says regarding this mitzvah, Yagiyu Rachamecha, that this Hashem's mercy should reach us. My time, what's the reason why a person should not say this? So there were two different reasons that were given. There was an argument in Namarava, which is Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Yaisi Bar Ovin, Rabbi Yaisi Bar Zvida. Chadomar, one of them said, By saying this, you're bringing jealousy amongst the creatures that Hashem created. Hashem only has mercy on the birds, not any of the other animals. So therefore, you shouldn't express this. Another opinion is, Because you're making Hashem's attributes or Hashem's mitzvahs into mercy, that Hashem is, doing, is, is giving us His mitzvahs only for the sake of mercy. But Really, Hashem's mitzvahs are His will, His decree, and not just for the purpose of mercy. So the Rebbe brings in a sikha, something which the Rishayim speak about, that the truth is that if you look into the Rishayim, the Ramban there in Chomesh, the Rambam, the Chinuch, they all clearly say that the reason of the mitzvah of Shiloh HaKam is the Indian of Rachamim, the mercy of Hashem that He has on the birds, on the mother, that it shouldn't see taking away the, 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 the baby. But what the Gemara is saying is that if someone says that this is the entire purpose of the mitzvah, it's, there is no Ratz Hashem here which is deeper and higher than that but the entire mitzvah just consists of mercy, then we say that Meshat can I say. If you don't need to, if you don't need to go to rest, there's no mitzvah to send the matter away. I don't know if there's an afkimin al I'm not sure what the afkimin would be. Now the shaila is, what's the person's attitude towards the mitzvah? He's saying if there's no rachim, then he shouldn't do the mitzvah. Okay, I hear what That's you're saying. The then, then he wouldn't do the mitzvah. But over here we're talking about the statement that the person says. When he says this, the person is saying, and he's expressing, this is what the mitzvah is about. Then there's a problem. But of course, this is a reason of the mitzvah. And the Hanami, this idea applies to all mitzvahs. But, um, but the Gemara brings this to this mitzvah. There are other mitzvahs that have reasons, and this is a broader point. Any mitzvah, including all the mishpatim, that have reasons, you have to remember that all mitzvahs, even the mishpatim, in their source, they're Ratz Nasham. The Gemara brings now another incident that happened. There was one that went to davening. He was davening uh, loud enough in front of Rabbe. And Vaomar and Rabbe heard him saying, You Hashem have mercy on a nest of birds. So Have Rachmanus upon us as well. So Omar Rabbe, so Rabbe responded when he heard this, Look how beautifully this young Talmud Chachim could appease his master. He's davening and he's bringing such a beautiful point that Hashem should bring his Rahmanas on him. So Abaye said to Rabbi, his teacher, We learned in our Mishnah that someone that says that, they, that the mitzvah of Shiloh HaKan is for Hashem's mercy, we quiet it down. So the Gemara now says, Abaye was right. The boy. Rabbi only said this because he wanted to sharpen Abaya. He wanted to hear if Abaya is going to realize the mistake and uh, understand. Okay, so, so sometimes a teacher does things in order to sharpen his students. It's an interesting Gemara. I mean, the Rabbi had to quiet him down. But okay. So, the Gemara weiter. Uh, um, there was an individual that was davening in front of Rabchanina. Omar, and so when he davened, 
he heard him saying, Hakel, Hagodl, Hagibar, Vahanoira, Vaha Adir, Vaha Izuz, Vaha Yoroi, Hachazog, Vaha Amitz, Vaha Vadai, Vaha Nichbod. He said all kinds of expressions to praise Hashem, the greatness and the strength and the might and so on of the Eibishter. So, Hamtenloi Artesayim, he allowed him to finish. Didn't interrupt him, but Kisayim, when he finished, Namalei, he told him, Samtenulu Kulu, are you done? Kula Shivchi, are you done? All the praises, the Marich of your master? Lamali Kulahai, why Why so many praises? Anan, Hani Tlasta, Mrinon, um, these three that we do say in the beginning of Shemayin Esra, what are they? Godol, Hagibay, Vahadnaida. And we stop right there. And even that, we would have never said on our own. If not for the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu would have said in his Teireh, and Anshek Nesas Agdeile then took what Moshe Rabbeinu said and put it into the davening. We would not be able to say this. We have an ability to praise Hashem. We know Hashem's greatness. And you're carrying on more and more as if you know and you could describe Hashem's greatness. The example is of a king. The king has thousands and thousands of gold coins. And he's being praised with some silver that he has. It's an embarrassment for the king. So we cannot create our own praises. We do the praises, the, the expressions that Moshe Rabbeinu said in Teir, that Anshik Knesset Sagdele were Mesakin. This is all the Takan of Chazal. I mean, that's not Mamisha praise today, Bishter. That's Benigayat to us, that we should take to heart what we just said in Kriyishma. This is Emes. Omer Abchanim, Everything is in the hands of heaven. Besides your own Yerushalayim, which includes more broadly Bechlal, fulfilling Torah and Mitzvahs. That's your Bechira, in your hands. Shanem, as the Pesach says, Vati Yisrael, Mo'avai lekecha shoyel me'imoch. What does Hashem ask of you? Kiim li'yireh. Tifir Hashem. That's in your hands. Frek te Gemara. Here's the famous Gemara, which is quoted in Tanya and in many places in Chesidus. Otu Yerushalayim milsa zutrasihi. Is this matter, Tifir Hashem, a small matter? That, the, that it says over here, only this, what does Hashem have in His hidden treasures? A treasure of Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim is His treasure, which seems to imply that Yerushalayim is something that's a big treasure and that's not so easy to reach. So the Gemara answers in, yes, it is easy. It is a small matter. For Moshe Rabbeinu, this is a small matter. Of course, the Altarev explains in Tanya that this applies to every single Yid because of the Moshe Rabbeinu that exists within the heart of every single Yid. And that's the Ma'avayelikecha. The Ma refers to that Ma'av, the Neshama, the Bittal of the Neshama of Moshe Rabbeinu that's there in your heart, so you only have to reveal it. And the Gemara here is talking about Yireh Tata, the lower level of Yireh, because you have the Moshe Rabbeinu in your heart, is a simple matter for a year to reveal. The person you ask of him, whether he has a big dish to give you. And he has. So for him, because he has it, it's like something small. It's a small dish, because he has it available. Cotton, if you ask someone for something small, but for Einloi, even if it's something small, but he does not have it. It's, it's like something large that he doesn't have, and therefore he feels like he can't give it to you. So 
The same thing over here. The Ebesha asks Yira, which every Yid has in his heart. Because every Yid has the Moshe Rabbeinu in his heart, so therefore this is something that's accessible and is easy for a Yid to achieve. Okay. Not the Deshemai. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's interesting. I find one to 